Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Tyler Chester. Thanks for being on the show, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me, Whitney. Tyler, you may recognize that name if you've been listening to the show very long. He was on show WS198, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. Tyler's a coach, a personal coach to many people, and he helps many people in their business and just uh, lots of self-improvement, and he's really good at that. Um, and so and maybe, he'll, maybe he'll mention that at the end of the show as well. But he's also the founder and president of the Chester Companies, a leading commercial real estate broker, uh, brokerage, a, a personal development thought leader, and a multifamily investor, transacting over $50 million in deals since 2013. Tyler's passion is designing lives of fulfillment through personal growth and real estate investing for his clients, his partners, and the people he influences. Tyler, you know, I appreciate you again being on the show. You know, and, and just the discussion, our focus today, you know, you're an expert in and I, and I look forward to getting into that. Just that the brokerage, you know, what that means, what, who you are and what, you know, just your side of the business compared, you know, and that relationship with people that are syndicators or looking for uh, real estate. And so, but give the listener, you know, a little bit about who you are again, what your focus is and let's dive in. And again, uh, listener, you can go back and listen to 198 to learn a lot more about Tyler, but let us know who you are. Well, so thank you so much for that. And, you know, one of the beautiful things about being in the real estate business is that you can be very dynamic. And, and that's one thing that I seek in my life is being dynamic. And, you know, I think the topic of our discussion today is along the lines of real estate brokerage. And I work with investors, you know, all around the country, as well as internationally, you know, acquire and dispose of income producing assets in Kentucky and Indiana. And I'm located in Louisville, Kentucky. And, you know, we've got a great market that we've been seeking, you know, a tremendous amount of yield that has been compressed over, you know, the past several years in terms of, you know, such a growing economy. But, you know, it's been great for me to be able to build relationships with syndicators, you know, fund managers, active investors, passive investors. And really, we do focus mostly on multifamily. And, and uh, you know, that's kind of a brief introduction of what we do on the brokerage side. Awesome. Tyler? You know, get us started as far as, you know, so and I'll, and I'll say this too, Tyler and I were just talking and I, I was just taking some calls earlier, right before this interview. And a specific question from somebody that's getting into this business is how to build that relationship, you know, with a real estate broker, with somebody, you know, that's in that space, you know, when you're just getting started. And so, you know, Tyler, give us, I, I guess, help us to get started, you know, for the listener who's, who's pursuing that right now, obviously they're looking for deals you know, and uh, it's not like there's an abundance of great deals at the moment, you know, so, but we heavily rely on somebody like yourself, you know, when we're looking for those deals, right? And so, you know, help us to know how to approach somebody like yourself, you know, the first time we're just getting into the business, you know, or maybe we've even had a successful business or a career doing something else, but we're just now pursuing, say, multifamily, you know, apartment complexes. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, you know, if you look at it, like right now, in this point in time in the market cycle, it is you know, we're looking at supply and demand and there's a low amount of supply and there's a heavy amount of demand. So you've got to take that in consideration as an investor. And you have to also consider the perspective of brokers that you may or may not be dealing with or brokers that you want to get on their list. You want to get, you want to be on their kind of radar as someone who 
you know, is willing and able to close a transaction. And so I think that's the first thing is to have a full perspective of the reality that, you know, most of your brokers that are doing a lot of transactions are extremely busy right now in this market. I mean, there's a huge amount of demand. You know, they're looking for deals, they're building relationships, they're putting deals in front of people who they know have proven, you know, to be able to transact. And so you have got to have that in perspective of, okay, I've got to be able to act quickly. I've got to be able to be knowledgeable. I have to be able to get the deal done at the end of the day. And I've got to make life a little bit easier for this broker if I want him or her to send me opportunities, to put me in front of the opportunities that are so rare right now, as you mentioned. So I think that's one of the first keys if you're just getting into this business is to really kind of make it easier. You know, don't just be easy to do business with, I think is one of the very first steps that you should take for any type of business, but particularly in this market cycle when there's so much competition to set yourself apart from other buyers is to really say, all right, you know, I'm going to be able to analyze this deal very quickly. I'm going to be able to get you clear and concise questions so we can follow up and we're going to get closer. We're going to move forward. We're always going to be moving forward towards a transaction, which brokers are paid on transactions. So you've got to have that perspective. I think that's one of the first steps uh, for a new buyer in this market. So a few things, you know, you mentioned there, uh, you know, I just want us to dig in a little bit, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you were talking about though, uh, think about the perspective of the broker, you know, and, and that's, that's really good, right? I mean, we need to think about, you know, obviously, you know, what, how they're getting paid. They want, they want to know who their buyers are, right? I mean, that's, that's how they make their Absolutely. money. That's how they're putting bread on the table. And so, Absolutely. you know, uh, getting on their buyers, you know, quote, buyers list, right? You know, or at least being in your mind, you know, so like you get this deal or, or you know, a seller contacts you, you contact him, whatever, you, you know, you're starting, you know, you know, this property's for sale. You know, I want to be the person you think of, right? You know, right. I, I want to be that person that, you know, you have my cell phone number and right then, like, you're like, okay, you know, I'm going to call Whitney right now and see if he's interested in this deal. Like, that's, that's where I want to be on your list, right? And so, you know, help us to get there. And, and even though, you know, I think it's important to understand it's not going to happen in the first week that we meet probably. But, you know, I want to be on that track to get there and I want to help the listener to get to that spot, you know, where, you know, somebody like yourself has their cell phone number and knows them as, as that buyer. And so, you know, or that you're putting deals in front of. So becoming knowledgeable, I guess, tell me a little bit about, you know, we're not going to know everything about the industry even, you know, many years in, but at least to get started, what shows somebody like yourself that I, I've studied and that I, I understand mostly what I'm talking about? Well, you know, there are a few things that you can do. Number one, you know, I'd want to be clear and upfront of, you know, here's where I'm sourcing my equity uh, and here's where I'm sourcing my debt. You know, I'd want to, you know, kind of be all upfront and show your cards about, you know, your business model, your behind the scenes business model of, you know, how are you going to actually close transactions? And then maybe if you haven't closed transactions yourself, you know, who on your team has and put me in contact with them. You know, let's talk about, you know, who's going to actually be signing on this debt? Who's your sponsor? You know, who, who else are you working with? You know, what other service providers are you going to be bringing in on this transaction? And show me that you actually have some at least wide perspective of, you know, all it's going to take to get this deal done. Because, you know, as I mentioned just a minute ago, you know, especially in this market, we've got to be able to move quickly and we've got to be able to move through due diligence quickly. So if we're lucky enough to be awarded a deal, I've got to know as a broker that you've got the pieces in place to be able to get this done 30 to 45 days, 45 to 60 days, which as you know, time goes extremely quickly once you get that deal under contract. So 
I want to know who's your attorney. I want to know, you know, who's doing your title work. I want to know what kind of due diligence do you require? What kind of contingencies are a must for you? What are not a must? I'd like to get detailed. I mean, certainly we want to be timely because we have to go back to the thought that all brokers right now are extremely busy. So let's not take up an hour and a half of the broker's time in, in giving these details. But I think it's great to maybe kind of put that information together and say, hey, look, I'm really serious. So please, when you get this, give me a call and you know we're ready to make a move and we're very knowledgeable. We're very realistic as well. Okay. So showing you really that we have those team members in place, you know, and letting you, you know, talk to that person who's done a few deals that we're teaming up with most likely, or the person that at least is bringing the debt or signing or how we're raising the capital, things like that. You understanding that you need to know some of that. So you know that we're serious upfront, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing too, of course, is your financing. I mean, we, I want to know in, in somewhat detail that you've got, you know, aligned to a very attractive piece of financing that's going to work because I really don't want to go 30 days, 40 days down the line and have to have a story where, look, we beat out 13 other buyers on this deal, but we can't do it because that kills my reputation as a broker. And certainly if you kill the reputation of a broker by not being able to do the deal because of your own fault, whether it's financing or whatever, then it's probably very unlikely that you're going to get more opportunities in the future. So it's all kind of, you know, you've got to prove your, your capabilities. And that seller is like, they're trusting that you, I mean, you're kind of helping them through this process as well. Right. And if, if it doesn't happen, it kind of puts a, a black eye on you to them, doesn't it? Well, the other thing too, is that a lot of times buyers can piggyback on the credibilities of brokers. If you have a broker who has a very high credibility in a market, you being represented by them then are elevated to a point where you're going to be awarded opportunities that wouldn't have been awarded to you otherwise. So, you know, that's the other thing that brokers are considering is like, all right, I've got this reputation to continue to uphold and you are basically my lifeline to continue upholding that. So it's a very, it's kind of a delicate balance and brokers are taking this into consideration with each and every deal. So you mentioned earlier and making your life easier. So explain that a little bit. How do I make your life easier? Give me some details of how to do that. Sure. So one of the things is obviously, as you know, the business is extremely detailed. There's many moving parts. You know, you really need to be sophisticated, you know, to be able to do transactions on a, on a high level, you really need to know what you're doing. So if I'm sending over, you know, financials, if I'm sending over a financial analysis, I really expect you to know the basics and beyond. And really, I need you to be able to kind of hold that, you know, within. And obviously, you need to have some assistance from the broker. And so maybe there's some identification of items that may be missing, or maybe, you know, there's some intangible knowledge that needs to be filled in by that broker. But I particularly don't want to go through a line, line item by line item sort of rent roll analysis, particularly per deal, unless we're looking at due diligence and such. I mean, that's something that I offer my clients is further above and beyond sort of analysis once we're under contract. But I can't sit here and analyze every single deal for you on your behalf prior to going under contract because there's simply not enough time in the day. So that's just one example. But having a baseline and really, I think, beyond a baseline understanding and sophistication and knowledge of what you're doing is certainly going to make any broker's life much easier. So tell me about the first conversation. So, you know, I'm calling you, you know, I look Louisville, Kentucky, you know, real estate, looking for apartments, whatever. All of a sudden, Tyler pops up. You know, I see your number, see you've done some deals. Okay, you know, I should connect with Tyler. 
what are you looking for in that first conversation or, or help me to stand out? What's a way that I can stand out in your mind on the first conversation or maybe, you know, the first time we meet for coffee? Sure. Well, it's great. I mean, honestly, right now, the first thing that I want to hear from somebody is, hey, I'm so-and-so. I have this experience. I'm easy to do business with. I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. And it's very specific because the more vague that you are, the less I'm going to remember you. The less, you know, certainly we've got our CRMs. We talked about that on our last show. Is we've got our CRMs. We've got our note-taking systems where we're taking down the proper information. However, you know, if you're saying, hey, I'm looking for 100 to 300 units in Louisville, you know, send me everything you got. That's probably not going to stick out to me when that 125 unit B class deal in X, Y, and Z submarket came up because you were 100 to 300 units. That's not specific enough. So I want, I want you to be specific and I want you to tell me, you know, I want you to be realistic as well. I want you to show me your market knowledge. You know, don't call me saying you're looking for uh, an 11 cap A class deal that's obviously doesn't exist in the market. So show me your knowledge and show me that you're quick. Show me that you're someone who's not going to take 45 minutes on the phone with me every single time we talk unless we truly are going through an intense negotiation and such. So I think showing respect, showing knowledge, showing that you're easy to do business with, those are sort of the things that I want to see from that initial discussion. I like that. I really appreciate you laying that out. So be respectful of your time for one, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're having a conversation, or actually I, I noticed, you know, you said uh, show your, your market knowledge. And so I hadn't really thought about like talking about that, but that's smart. I mean, it's like, okay, you know, show you as the broker that I, I have done some research about, you know, Louisville, Kentucky, and I understand, you know, like, or even telling you, I want to, you know, Tyler, I'm really looking in this part of the city and this is why, or this is why I really, you know, that's going to show you that, I've done some homework, right? Um, so that's, that's awesome. So yeah, standing out, you know, what about incentivizing, a, you know, a broker or partnering with a broker? You know, what if I, you know, said, you know, Tyler, I'm looking for this type of property in this part of the town, you know, and if you're willing, you know, I would love to even have you, you know, partner with us or partner with our company. You know, I've heard of people getting started in the business that way. And, you know, what's your take on that? And, and what would that look like? I absolutely love that. And I think that would absolutely help you stand out because for the most part, I mean, I would say a very high percentage of brokers are either investing or are interested in investing in real estate as well, because if they believe in their product, obviously that's the end result. And so um, I think that's a great way to stand out. Hey, you know, I'm interested in purchasing an asset. I'm easy to do business with. I'm knowledgeable. I'm realistic. And also, by the way, I want to add an added benefit to you or equity or you know some sort of partnership position, which is an amazing way to add additional value to that broker. That's gonna give the broker an opportunity to say, well, wait a minute, now, now I really do kind of, this person does stand out because it's also unique. I mean, I think also creative thinking such along the lines of what you're saying here is great because you know there are so many buyers, there's so much competition out there. It's key to just be creative in your thought process of how can I entice this broker to really do business with me rather than the probably hundreds of other people that they may have on their list. Yeah. Equity in that deal, it depends on the operator, right? But equity in that deal is going to, I would think, pay you, uh, you know, a lot more than your commission long-term. All right. If you're, if you're a broker that can think long-term, you're not just living, you know, for the next deal. Um, I would think you would be happy. You know, so many would be happy to do that. I'm sure there's many that would not, but 
you know, what about um, the accuracy of what's being said? You know, I hear all the time and, you know, I'm just being open and honest here, you know, with you. Here all the time, oh, you can't trust anything a broker sends you. You know, I know every listener's heard people say that. And I would love your take on that, you know, as the broker, right? You know, you being on that side, you all creating all this information about these properties and you're sending it to us. You know, of course, everybody says, oh, you better go through that with a fine tooth comb or, you know, these rents are actually this, you know, even though the broker put that on there or the expenses or, you know, the, all those things. Help me to understand the accuracy of the information that, you know, how you all maybe are getting the information and, how we should filter through that. Sure. Well, first of all, let me just say that due diligence is one of the most important things you can be, you know, very detailed on in your real estate investments. Because yes, of course, there's going to be a lot of inaccurate information. I don't know if that's necessarily, and I'm not going to speak on behalf of the entire brokerage community, but, you know, certainly there are times where there's perhaps less integrity than there could be. But I also think that at times there's limitations. You know, you deal with sellers who may, you know, be in a you know, sticky situation. They need to sell a property for whatever reason, and they have limited information. Perhaps their management, you know, group is really not as sophisticated as they should be or could be. So certainly there's limitations there. So it's really the job of the buyer to, you know, dig down and kind of identify that proper information. There's also a lot of assumptions that you can make and market sort of research that you can take and put together to make appropriate decisions while also having maybe some incomplete information. I think it's good to go into a deal and assume that there's some information that's still yet to be had and assume that there's still some incomplete information that we're going to have to fill in. But you have to make those assumptions, those proper assumptions really to make an appropriate decision. So having a knowledge of you know what's an industry standard for you know, this expense or what's a market rent for this location or for this condition is very important. So that's where it goes back to, you know, sophisticated and deep knowledge, you know, having all those tools, but also having the understanding that you've got a bulletproof contract that your, you know, your attorney has helped you draft that you've got contingencies in place to, you know, protect you if for some reason your assumptions have been proven to be way out of whack and your your acquisition cap rate is a three percent versus a seven and a half or whatever it may be. So um, I think those are very important. No, I like that too. And you're having to come up with this, the brochure, you know, operating memorandum, all this stuff, you know, this information like pretty quickly, right? You know, so you can put this out, you know, to sellers or what, you know, unless it's a uh, obviously off market or whisper or whatever. And so, you know, you're coming up with this stuff pretty fast where obviously then I, I do feel, you know, it's, it's, it's our job to really dig in and make certain that this is something we're going to pursue. But, you know, tell me though, you know, the process of, of maybe even making that first offer. You know, I'm just getting into the business. We've had these conversations now, like we've been talking about, you, you understand that I'm a, you know, you feel I'm going to be a buyer, you know, I've showed you my team, but I haven't done a deal yet personally. You know, I'm ready to, to submit that first LOI. You know, tell me what's going to help me to be selected, you know, or be awarded this opportunity over somebody else, even though I haven't done a deal yet. Or, you know, we've done these things. We've talked about the team, those, you know, I guess help me through that process to, to the listener that's in that spot. You know, they're looking at deals and they're just kind of on the, uh, the teeter-totter of, you know, do I start submitting LOIs or not? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a great question. And I mean, there's, there are creative things that buyers do. You know, I've seen people submit a video of themselves in addition to their LOI and say, hey, here's who we are and all these different things. So they can kind of, communicate directly with the seller. I mean, that's certainly more, you know, that's more on the fringe. That's not something that happens very frequently, but 
I will say a traditional way to kind of stand out above the rest, you know, is to actually be someone who is taking a tour of the property. You're actually, you have touched and felt and you've really dug in and you really showed a great understanding of what that asset is because there's never anything worse than going into a contractual situation and spending a great deal of time and recognizing the fact that this buyer you know, really didn't understand the deal going into it in the beginning, which is why they had to utilize their contingencies to exit the deal on the back end. So I think showing a commitment, showing a time where you're able to, you know, spend time at the asset, maybe you aren't local, but you need to travel to that site, you know, meet the listing broker, you know, meet the seller, meet the property manager if you can and show them that, hey, you know, beyond this digital world, I'm also a real person who is interested in acquiring your asset. So I think that's one of the best traditional ways is moving beyond digital and to more personal and kind of showing, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm actually, because this is a relationship business. We've talked about that before. And, you know, you've got to show somebody that you're, you're living, breathing beyond, you know, an email. And that's, that is really a great way to set yourself apart. No, I, li- I like that a lot. And would you recommend a video? Like I've heard of people doing that. I've not done that, but, uh, you know, it's crossed my mind when I heard some other people doing it. It depends. I mean, I guess if you're going into this hugely contested deal where you expect, you know, 20 offers and you really just want to lay it all out on the line and you want to do everything possible that you can, that's perhaps not the worst idea. Like, what can you really lose in that situation? If you connect, you know, perhaps that seller really connects with that sort of a concept and your offer is strong and all these different things, then that's great. You know, another thing that we do see in hotly contested deals are, you know, hard money day one. And, you know, you also see sort of limited contingencies, perhaps even no financing contingency on very hotly contested deals. So those are other things if you're willing to take those leaps of faith. Um, If you feel like your assumptions are very strong, they're very correct, you know, going in, then, you know, certainly that's your items to consider there. But, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do. It's just a matter of creativity. That's one of actually the best things, too, about the business. It's best and the worst is that you really have no limits to your creativity but you just don't want to get paralyzed to it. You don't want to slow yourself down. You want to take action, but there really are a lot of ways to set yourself apart. Great. Well, we're almost out of time. Uh, Tyler, is there anything else you want to tell the listener about this relationship between, you know, the syndicator and the, and the broker and, you know, some things they should be thinking about or doing? You know, I just, I think it's all really about that relationship and it's all really about the knowledge and showing someone that you're going to be easy to do business with. I tell people all the time, it's just be easy to do business with and it's amazing that things will happen. You know, we're going to run into challenges every single deal. I, I actually talk about this, I think with a lot of my clients is that I expect this to have, you know, 10 to possibly 15 real roadblocks in every transaction. So are you easy to do business with? Are you reasonable? Are you realistic? Do you have a full perspective? And if I think if you have all of those things, you're going to be somebody who's going to be very successful in the business, but you also have to be patient. You have to be persistent, all those things. But I think that's key. Expect 10 to 15 roadblocks in every transaction. Here's a man that would know. That's awesome. And so Tyler, you know, you've been a great guest again. I really appreciate just the expertise, helping the listeners understand this relationship and, and really how to stand out. And so, or tell me too, like, you know, how available is a broker say, you know, well, hey, Tyler, let's, let's go play around a golf on Wednesday, you know, or uh, I don't know, uh, you know, I think that's going to come a little later. I'll learn a little more about what you like to do. And maybe we have some common, you know, things there. But, uh, you know, is that something you suggest? 
I think it's possible. I mean, it depends on the broker's house because, you know, there's some national firms and, you know, you're talking about possibly, you know, more of your boutique firms. So it just depends on the infrastructure that they have, um, whether or not they're going to be able to spend an afternoon on the golf course. But certainly, I mean, brokers business is all about building those relationships. So if that's something that they enjoy, like you said, if you've learned, you know, that that's something they really enjoy and they want to be out there with you, then certainly offer that. Otherwise, you know, what's unique to them? You know, maybe they like basketball, take them to a basketball game. Maybe they like football, whatever, or they enjoy a great glass of bourbon as we do here in Kentucky. So whatever it is that you feel like is most appropriate, certainly, you know, extracurricular activities are always good. We, everyone likes to have fun, even brokers. Nice. Tyler, you've been a great guest. Tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and get in touch with you. Well, I'd invite everyone to visit my website at tylerchester.com. And you can also subscribe there. We do a great newsletter. You can also reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at the Tyler Chester. And also on Facebook, the Chester Companies, we invite you to engage with us there. And we love to work with your listeners, whether it's on real estate brokerage or coaching, as well as real estate investments. And so it's been great to be on your show, Whitney. And I really appreciate you having me on again. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm honored to have you back, Tyler. And I appreciate the listeners being with us today. I hope you will reach out to Tyler and I hope that you'll go to LifeBridge Capital as well and connect with me. I hope you're on the Facebook group, The Real Estate Syndication Show. I hope you're sharing the show as well uh, with your network and, and everybody learning about this business. And, and we will talk to each of you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.